0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders.
1: Order, order. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders, episode 30. It is a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and what shouldn't have. And today we have with us three guests. Uh, We have Rohin, uh, News Laundry Hindi correspondent and sub-editor. We have uh, assistant editor, News Laundry Hindi, Rahul Kotyal. Hello. And we have uh, one special guest from Medianama, Arun Deep. Hi. Arun Deep is a graduate from Symbiosis Center for Media and Communications, Pune. Uh, he is a journalist with Medianama.com and he currently covers the digital content ecosystem in, in India. So, let's st- And uh, by the way, Cherry is not here today because uh, she's on leave and I'm the only jugaad arrangement that we have. <laughs> So uh, pardon me for the mistakes and uh, fumbles and whatever happens uh, in the next 30 minutes of this podcast. So uh, let's, you know, uh, last week we heard about this thing called Data Protection Draft Bill. Yeah. And honestly, I'm clueless about it, what exactly that draft bill means. And uh Rowan, do you have any idea about
2: no, it? So uh, let's
1: so in fact,
3: let's exploit the resources that we have yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in in fact India. until very recently, even the government didn't have any idea <laughs> about it. So uh the only reason this bill even exists right now is because the Supreme Court essentially nudged the government to, you know, set up a data. A protection framework in the first place. You know, following when was this, uh, this was last year uh, around the time of the right to privacy judgment. And one of the things that came out of that judgment was the realization that unlike most other democratic countries, we don't have, uh, you know, a f- legal framework to protect informational privacy. Personal privacy, sure, we have the judgment now so we can see case by case what happens but informational privacy is much more uh, in need of a framework because you know you have so much data being collected and processed and you know exchanging hands at such a fast rate of so many people that you really need uh, you know a set of rules that everyone needs to comply with and that's what the what, that's what europe's gdpr is their general data protection regulation and uh, that's what a lot of other countries outside the eu have also been doing and that's what we are essentially taking the first steps in doing with this bill so
1: for the listeners uh, knowledge I mean uh, basic understanding what is informational data like if I search something on uh, Google Chrome or Facebook or I'm using any app on my uh, smartphone so the any data you know that is being mm. created on all these platforms, yeah. uh, do we call them informational data, or is there something more
3: to it? In fact, they, that's personal data. That okay. is your browsing patterns, your uh, behavior online, the products that you buy, the news websites that you visit, your browsing history. All this uh, comes under what you know would be classified as personal data in the sense that you wouldn't want anyone else to have this information, nor do you make this information about yourself publicly known. Hmm. Uh, so we have essentially come to the understanding that this is information that we need to protect because it is necessary for us to share this information with like three or four different companies before we even get to access the internet, right? Your browser needs to know who you are sometimes to serve you ads. Right. If you're using Google Chrome, even better. I mean, you have two Google products lashing at you simultaneously with ads. And so when all this essentially comes together, you kind of come to the realization that we are in a vulnerable position because as users, we don't have as much access to the information that... Let's say a Google or a Facebook collects about us, uh, as they do. So okay. there is informational asymmetry. So what
1: is going to change with this bill? Like, uh, if we talk in
3: you know in terms of pointers, one, two, three, what yeah. is going to change with this bill? Uh, the biggest thing that's going to change is that uh, informational information collection won't be happening in you know darkness anymore. In the sense that every data controller, which is some anyone who collects data from you, will be accountable for uh, how they collect that data, uh, whether they got consent from you for Collecting it in the first place, whether they got consent from you for processing it, and whether they processed it in a way that you expected it would be processed, whether they told you that, okay, this is what we're going to do with this information, and whether, you know, if they are doing something else that they didn't originally intend, whether they told you that they were going to do that. So, th- those are the, th- that's a lot of, that consent and notice is a huge part of the bill. And uh, so, and then you have accountability, which is if you, if that data gets breached or leaked, uh, then as a user, I have recourse, uh, as a data protection authority that gets created, they will be able to impose penalties and essentially they will be able to bring a kind of regulation into how all these informational vectors are essentially collected and stored. Hmm. We'll,
1: uh, get back to you Arun on this, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Rahul Bhai, do you think that in a country like India where we don't have much of internet literacy, all these data protection authorities, you know, the consent clauses are going to make any difference at all?
2: नहीं मुझे नहीं लगता क्योंकि हमारे यहां आ, आप देखेंगे कि WhatsApp को इस्तेमाल करने वाले उनकी संख्या तो शायद इतनी ज्यादा है कि दुनिया के सबसे उन देशों में हम हैं जहां पे सबसे ज्यादा इस तरह की एप्लीकेशन का इस्तेमाल हो रहा है उसमें हमारी जनसंख्या सबसे बड़ा फैक्टर है लेकिन किस तरह से और किसी और तरह की पॉलिसीज़ होती हैं जिसकी टर्म्स एंड कंडीशंस बहुत elaborated फॉर्म में होती हैं उनको भी हम लोग आज तक ढंग से आ, मतलब ये आदत में शुमार नहीं है भारतीयों की कि उनकी डिटेल में जाके भी पढ़ा जा सके जहाँ पे आपको जहाँ हम, हम
1: इन्वेस्ट कर रहे हैं
2: हार्ड कैश।, हार कैश तो यहाँ पे तो मतलब लोगों म किसी को मतलब अभी समझ ही नहीं है हम लोगों को जनरल परसेप्शन लोगों के बीच में यह है कि किसी को अगर पता भी चल गया कि मैं गूगल पे क्या ढूंढ रहा हूं मैं गूगल पे क्या सर्च कर रहा हूं मेरा बिहेवियरल पैटर्न क्या है वो अगर लीक भी हो जाता है तो हमें क्या फर्क क्या फर्क पड़ता है Facebook so, this yeah. was in oh.
3: fact an argument that the attorney general made when the privacy hearings were going on he uh, literally said uh, in India you get on a train and in 5 minutes people will tell you their life story What why is privacy a thing here Right?
2: my hmm. so. <laughs> 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 interest I'm following you so I wanted to ask that debate in India big trigger hmm. uh, yeah. triggering point raha yeah. hai. Toh, uh, आधार टू right breach करता है या नहीं? Hmm. जो So
3: the Aadhaar Act was being amended uh, in an earlier draft of the bill. Hmm. So the caravan got their hands on that draft uh, and essentially that uh, amendment would have a made it much uh, strengthen the monopoly that Aadhaar, the UIDAI has on mm-hmm. making Aadhaar-related complaints. Only they have the right to make Aadhaar-related complaints, the UIDAI. Okay. So uh, that amendment would have essentially strengthened their hold on it and also given them carve-outs. But in the final draft, Aadhaar has been left out. Mm-hmm. In the report, they have suggested that, okay, you might want to make this amendment. Uh, but for now, we will have to look at the Supreme Court judgment that will be coming out next this month. Uh, to see how the data protection and Aadhaar will kind of interact with each other. My guess is that it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, a lot of the data misuse that happens on Aadhaar is itself not allowed by the Aadhaar Act. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think it's less about the legal framework than about the architecture of the entire program and how uh, you know compliant it is with principles of privacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that debate will take a longer time to unfold, but it will get a little more faster because now we have a data protection you know discourse at least even if the bill is not completely on its way to cabinet yet
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and hopefully that that it, there won't be like a carve out for Aadhaar. there will hopefully be much more compliance.
2: The future of hmm. yeah. hmm. yeah. yeah, this because it a grey area.
3: Especially
2: when last year Supreme Court's 9 Judges Bench told that right to privacy is a fundamental right. If it is a fundamental right, and if it comes to the decision the Supreme Court is breaching the right to privacy, then the right to privacy It is उसका फूचर क्या मब क्या इंपली क्या, क्या ऐसे कोई चंस है कि आधार को आ, अभी तो ने बार-बार ये कहा है कि है that's a possibility that's a very good, uh, that's
3: actually some of the petitions that have been clubbed into one you know series of hearings mm-hmm. uh, some petitions are actually praying that you know Uh, this scheme needs the the Aadhaar project needs to be dismantled the database needs to be destroyed Uh, Mm -hmm. those those are uh, even if they are not in the actual petitions that is you know you actually see hashtag destroy the Aadhaar Mm -hmm. a lot on Twitter right and uh, a lot of people a a lot of privacy activists have argued that the that Aadhaar as a project has uh, essentially uh, not worked Mm-hmm. And the costs that the privacy-related costs that it has come with mean that you know you really have to either get rid of this project or you know significantly strengthen uh, its architecture to improve privacy. I think the latter is what will happen at best. Uh, I don't think the, data, the Aadhaar will be destroyed. It's way too big to be destroyed. There's too many exactly. interests to be protected.
1: Also, I think I mean it's almost impossible. No government will want yeah. uh, to leave anything structured like Aadhaar because you have so much data in your hand that you can use it at any point of time that you want. I mean, even if any of us becomes part of the government, we will start hmm. defending
4: आधार, राइट, सो rohit do you have any questions on data protection bill nahi aadhar aur jis tarike se data ko lenge jo bahas hai wo mujhe lagta hai ki uske implications pe zyada bahas karne ki zarurat hai aur khaaskar ke bharat mein इस तरीके सोचना चाहिए कि भारत में उसके लूपहोल बहुत हैं और उसको डिस्ट्रॉय करने के तरीके बहुत हैं उसका एक उदाहरण में दे रहा हूँ अभी मंडावली में जो तीन बच्चियों की डेथ हुई है भूख से वहाँ पे लोगों के पास आधार कार्ड है वो अपना आधार कार्ड दिखाते हैं वो चाहते हैं कि आप मेरा सब कुछ अब टेक्निकली दो आधार कार्ड हो नहीं सकता उसके पास ठीक है और एक तरफ सुप्रीम ईसी दिल्ली में सुप्रीम कोर्ट में यह भी बहस चल रही है कि राइट टू प्राइवेसी हमारा इन्फ्रिंज हो जाएगा आधार से तो मतलब भारत में इस तरीके की गैर बराबरी है गैर बराबरी में डेटा के बारे में जानना और हम लोग तो फिर भी जान जाएंगे मतलब अभी भी चार लोगों के पैनल में एक आदमी को ज्यादा मालूम है बाकी लोग बहुत हम लोग हैं तो नीचे तक ये डाटा के बाद पहुंचना और तब तक हो सकता है सरकार ऊपर कोई पॉलिसी बना चुकी होगी हम लोग को याद है जब हम लोग स्कूल के डेज में कार्ड जाते हम लिए सिम कार्ड लेना ही बहुत बड़ी चीज होती थी हम है, दे click to agree hmm, yeah, last yeah. i accept so, so that, that's an actual hmm. there's
3: an actual concept called consent fatigue Hmm. Uh, and uh, that is essentially that you click on so many tick boxes and for the same service that you will essentially get tired and stop reading things so there is no way for a data regulator a privacy regulator to be like oh, hey guys let's uh, give everybody all the information they need all the time about what's happening with their data right hmm. because then people if users don't want to read that information then there is nothing you can do about it you have nee. to provide them the service and this is also the
4: because the yeah. insurance ke ads TV pe, radio pe, wo yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have a little disagreement
1: here so uh, i mean in terms of uh, giving consent Hmm. like what Facebook did for years Hmm. uh, until Cambridge Analytica unfolded and everything Hmm. the ugliest chapters of the data mining industry was So we what I realized like I had given consent to almost uh, 25 (laughs) plus applications. (laughs) I mean and we all checked here what was happening with our Facebook accounts. Hmm. So the thing is it was a tool which uh which very shrewdly and uh, you know in a very hidden manner was using yeah. our data we did not know that we are giving consent to mm. uh, m- uh mine our data mm. maybe uh, still many of us or uh, crores of people in this country would have uh, might be still feeling or thinking that they have given consent to just Play a small game on Facebook or internet. Exactly.
3: And then you end up seeing that, you know, all my friends lists are with some random, you know, snake game developer. And uh, so I think one important thing we have to realize about that is that this is not inevitable that, you know, you're going to have large information companies that essentially violate your privacy just in like five different ways to provide you with a service. Because if you look at Google, for example... Even though Google and Facebook share a similar amount of data, the way Google does it is completely different because their culture of privacy inside the company and in their operations is significantly different. Uh, for example, Google lets you download and interactively delete all the data they collect about you. If you go to like, there's this, they have this service called Takeout. Okay, and uh, it's like a lot of you can download your entire account information in one go, right? And even if you go through that entire row of data, you they have about you, you mostly know. Okay, yeah, I mean, this is stuff that I know they have. In fact, NYT did a piece about you know why why uh, Google's larger file about me is less creepy. And they pointed out that, you know, most of this information I already know I gave them. It's my, my emails, my Google Drive, my location history mm. which Google Maps collects. And there is, that's a Google is a great example that, uh, I mean even Google has had its share of, you know, privacy related controversies but that's not a fundamental part of how the company operates. Unlike, let's say w- what came out with Cambridge Cambridge Analytica and Facebook. And that in, in essence is what a data protection law is trying to, uh, you know, ensure is that you don't uh, stray in your commitment to user privacy to uh, just provide a service to make profits to, you know, essentially make advertisers happy.
1: Yeah, one more intervention like uh, this the example that I, w- I was sharing with you before the podcast started that there's this company in Delhi a uh, friend used to work there mm. and they use uh, the, the company boasted in the fact that they have hell lot of data <laughs> yeah. collected from Facebook Chrome and different uh, internet mm. sources and how they are going to mine the data the words that they use so that they can create a product which is you know targeted uh, at the consumers and it is very Uh, individual specific so the idea is when there are companies like this operating this uh, a hell lot of revenues also you know. and, and it's legal for them yeah, to It's legal do so far in India Yeah. So can I as a user now With the data protection yeah. bill coming out Can I send an email the moment I Realize that this company, X company Or Y company is using my data yeah. Can I send them an email saying that Okay dude I don't want this yeah. data To be used any further, delete it And yes.
3: send me the list how it was used Yes you have this right, I mean you will have This right after the data protection bill Is passed, at least in its current form it lets you withdraw consent and it also lets you gain a summary of what data is held on you. So let's say uh, I want to ask GO, hey, what data do you have on me? They are my telecom service provider, right? So essentially they are a data controller. They have information about me that I cannot readily access. But after the Data Protection Authority of India is set up and the, you know, the entire bill is operationalized, every company will have to appoint privacy officers, uh, and data auditors. And they will have to essentially provide, you know, like an email address uh, on their website saying, if you want to know what, if you want to withdraw consent or you want to see what information is held about you, uh, then go ahead and email us. And you can provide a request there. Only thing is it doesn't give you all the data. Like the bill doesn't entitle you to... All the data that they have on you, Hmm. it entitles you to a summary. This is where it kind of departs a little from GDPR. I'm guessing that this is because of the constitution of the committee itself is that, you know, a lot of uh, some business interests were represented. So, they must have said that, you know, hey, I mean, uh, it's very burdensome for us to keep providing all this data to users all the time. We can give a summary because that we can automate also. And okay. And uh,
1: what are the drawbacks hmm. and uh, how far it also, you know, kind of uh,
3: makes things a little difficult for the government? Okay. Uh, for the government, uh, I think this is a, this is an okay bill for the government in the sense that they have access to, uh, they have carve-outs for consent in the sense that, Uh, there are lots of requirements that a private company would have that the government does not share the equal weight of under certain circumstances in this bill the the government will be able to process personal data without consent without explicit consent and if you as when you were enrolling for Aadhaar Hmm. and you uh, essentially left a tick box check that you know you share my Aadhaar information with all the ministries which I did (laughs) then uh, those guys can use my data right now even though that consent was essentially I left a tick box on I didn't check it but f- would it fulfill all the conditions of consent that are laid out in the bill they wouldn't right uh i i didn't know what i was getting into now i remember i'm like oh okay wait <laughs> that's a- <laughs> <laughs> okay moving forward uh, uh just just yeah, 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 uh, yeah. and th- th- there is one more aspect that has uh, made life hard for industry is localization, which is that you have to store at least one copy of all data that you have on users in India. Uh, that's a very, that's problematic in from both a business standpoint and a civil rights perspective. From a business standpoint, it's that storing data in India is very expensive, right? Because we don't have a very com- very good data center industry. In fact, if you want to host your website in India, if, when I try to like host a website in India or if I want to host it in Singapore, it will be much cheaper for me to just host it in Singapore mm. because they have a very evolved data center business. So now Google will have to set up its wide, you know, increase the amount of data centers it has, its capacity, everything. And that's a very costly process if you don't already have that infrastructure in place. And uh, the second thing from a civil rights perspective is that it's essentially a effort by the government to get easier access to personal data, because then it doesn't have to deal with privacy laws of other countries. If hmm, if if, I, if my Google data is stored in the EU, for example, then the Indian government would have to go to the EU to say, hey, give me this data. Right. Right? They, they, they wouldn't have to do that if the data is stored in India. And the the thing about informational privacy is that it is supposed to be designed to be hard to circumvent by the government. Is that they have to apply effort to uh, get at your data and the more they dec- try to decrease that effort at the expense of your privacy at the expense of literal business that's when a problem starts coming in and that's this is a point that a lot of people have started uh, you know Talking about, and uh, they are saying that okay, we hope that the government will do further public consultation uh, before you know giving the bill to cabinet. But I don't think localization should be any
1: you know problem for the government because it is already yeah. uh, digging it, so much it's data. It's not a problem for
3: them. It's a problem for everyone. <laughs> no, else. no.
1: I mean whether you have a localized center mm, yeah. to store data in in India or not, mm. the government has no problems whatsoever because they have they they are already preparing a larger framework where they are storing much more data then yeah. you know uh, we we are searching on the internet hmm. so okay uh, moving forward from here so last week uh, Rohin did this exclusive story on uh, Muzaffar Nagar uh, Muzaffar Muzaffar. for uh, children shelter homes uh, so Rohin can you give us a brief about the story and uh, you know uh, how bad is the situation there like because we, we have been reading about, you know, one shelter where sexual abuse was going on for uh, months and years now. Uh, but apparently there are many more on the list. In the
4: last year, the principal secretary approached the TISC and said that you have a social audit of Bihar's shelter homes. तो टेस्ट ने करीब 7-8 महीने लगाकर बिहार के सारे शेल्टर 110 सेल्टर होम्स है 38 जिलों में उन सब का उन्होंने सोशल ऑडिट किया और उसके बाद जो उन्होंने फाइंडिंग्स अपनी दी बिहार सरकार को उसमें ये था कि 15 टोटल सेल्टर होम्स हैं जहां पे मतलब गंभीर गड़बड़ियां हैं पहली मीटिंग की बिहार समाज कल्याण विभाग ने पहली मीटिंग की अपने सभी अधिकारियों के साथ कि यहां-यहां ये फाइंडिंग्स हैं और इन जगहों पे कार्रवाई करनी चाहिए उसके बाद 26 तारीख को एक फिर मीटिंग हुई बिहार सरकार की तरफ से और अब कार्रवाई करने का बिल्कुल निर्देश दे दिया गया था इसके बाद 31 मई को में दर्ज किया गया दो में दर्ज किया गया और तारीख को मेडिकल गया जिसकी जून जिसमें यह बताया गया था कि करीब 24 लड़कियों के साथ बलात्कार की पुष्टि हुई थी यह तब तक खबर कहीं मीडिया में नहीं आई थी छोटी-मोटी खबरें आ रही थी जब अगले महीने यह है तारीख जब लड़कियों ने स्टेटमेंट दिया मुजफ्फरपुर की जो एसपी हैं उनको यह बयान दिया कि हमारी जो एक साथ की लड़की थी जब उसने मना किया जब उसके साथ कुछ गलत हो रहा था उसने मना किया तो उसको पीट-पीट के मार दिया गया और उसको वहीं दफना दिया गया जब वो इमेजेस जो डिगिंग के जो इमेजेस थे उसके बाद ये मीडिया में खबरें आने शुरू कि इसमें ये आदमी है आप देखिए बृजेश ठाकुर जो इसमें इन्वॉल्व है उसकी गिरफ्तारी हां है हां गिरफ्तारी भी बहुत लेट हुई है मतलब वो गिरफ्तार हुआ उसके बाद 15 दिन तक वो अस्पताल में रहा और उस पे कोई उस तरीके की कार्रवाई नहीं की गई उसके बाद जब ये टीस से हम लोगों ने रिपोर्ट अपने पास मंगवाई और उसका जो एक पार्ट हमारे पास है उसमें ये था कि 14 जगहों पे और कहीं भी कार्रवाई नहीं हुई थी जब हमने अलग-अलग जगह के से बात करना शुरू आप तीन जगहों के से बात 6 के से नहीं हो है तो फाइनली कार्रवाई हुई थी जब ये चीजें टीवी पर आने लगी थी तीन दिन पहले मतलब आपको रिपोर्ट दो महीने पहले मिला है Malab, आपकी मीटिंग एक महीने पहले हो चुकी है और कार्रवाई उसके बाद इतना लेट हुआ है
1: तो कमी कहां लग रही थी सरकार के एंड पे या जो लोकल
4: एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन जिनके हाथ में है वो ये ये दोनों दोनों स्तर पे है दोनों स्तर पे इसलिए है क्योंकि जो शेल्टर होम जिनको दिया गया है वो भी कोई ऐसे ऑर्डिनरी लोग नहीं है सब होम जिस तरीके टेंडर होता और बाकी चीजों का टेंडर होता तो जैसे एक है नारी गुंजन, उसकी सूधा वर्गीज़ उनको पदनस्थी मिला है और उनके सेल्टर होम के बारे में भी ये खबर है कि वहाँ पे जो बच्चों को रखा जाता है उसकी स्थिति ठीक नहीं है तो आप समझिए कि कितने हाई प्रोफाइल लोग जुड़े हैं और उस पे कार्रवाई नहीं हो रही है तो उसके पीछे ऐसा भी नहीं है कि सिर्फ जेडीयू की सरकार समझ नहीं आता है कि इसमें कार्रवाई में दिक्कत तो एक तो पॉलिटिकल कनेक्शन की वजह से रहा होगा दूसरा कि इसमें सरकार खुद भी फंसेगी कि जितना जैसे मुजफ्फरपुर सेल्टर होम के बारे में बात आ रही है कि 16 लाख उनके खाने पीने के खर्चे पे और कुल मिलाकर साल भर में एक करोड़ रुपया उनको अनुदान दिया जाता था तो जब कोई भी सरकार एनजीओ को कोई अमाउंट देती है तो उसके पहले वो हर साल एक बार विजिट करवाती है अपनी टीम को और दिखवाती है कि काम कैसा चल रहा है, नहीं चल रहा है उस हिसाब से उसकी फिर फंडिंग फंड एलोकॉर्ड किया जाता है तो उस तरीके मतलब इसमें ये भी तो फंसेगा कि आप जब जांच करवा रहे हो तब आपक तो इसमें मुझे लगता है कि बहुत बड़ा नेक्सस है और जैसे राहुल ने एक स्टोरी की थी उत्तराखंड के बारे में इन्होंने एक एक्सपीरियंस शेयर किया था तो मतलब उत्तराखंड में 2015 की खबर है कि वहाँ भी किस तरीके से सेल्टर होम्स के अंदर ही मतलब नेताओं का बड़ा नेक्सस है
1: एक सवाल रोहन ये है कि उस सूसी स्टोरी में दो स्टेटमेंट्स हैं एक तो उस किसी बच्चे का है कि कैसे जो सिक्योरिटी गार्ड था वही छाती पे चढ़ और असॉल्ट करता हुँ था हुँ और उसका उसके बाद आप जब एक किसी सरकारी अफसर से बात कर रहे हैं जहां वो जवाब में कहते हैं कि भाई हम लोगों नहीं हाँ हाँ तो रिपोर्ट करवाई थी पूरा ऑडिट करवाया है तो ऑडिट लेने से ही सरकारों
4: और वो उसके बाद ये भी नहीं बता रहे कि ऑडिट कितने साल के बाद हुआ है हुँ. और क्या आने वाले समय में ये रेगुलर ऑडिट होगा कि नहीं होगा उनके पास इसका जवाब नहीं है लेकिन वो इतना ज्यादा मतलब बौखलाए हुए हैं कि वो बता रहे हैं कि आपको बिहार सरकार की तारीफ करनी चाहिए कि मतलब उसी के राज्य में ये घटना है उसी दिया रहे है तो मतलब 24 इस right?
1: right. Uh, how many girls uh, 29, 29 29 or up 34 34 so 34 uh, girls minors were uh, sexually abused and uh, it's, uh, rape has been confirmed uh, rape right has been rape confirmed. has been confirmed but you don't see an outrage in the country in the society or uh, for that matter leave the country you don't see that outrage in bihar itself so what is the reason i mean uh, have we come to the point that all these things become very normal or is it because of the numbers, you know, when the numbers increase, you don't get enraged in a similar manner as you are enraged and angry when there's a report of one rape or one gang rape
2: in the newspapers? Look, here, ये जो बच्चे यहां वहां थी शेल्टर होम्स में इनमें से अधिकतर बच्चे ऐसी हैं जिनका कोई नहीं है इनको छोड़ दिया गया है बहुत अह पूर बैकग्राउंड से आती हैं कई उनमें से अनाथ हैं और ये
4: फिजिकली चैलेंज्ड कई फिजिकली
2: चैलेंज्ड हैं उसमें तो इनके पीछे खड़े होने वाला कोई नहीं है और ये सेलेक्टिव आउटरेज हम देखते हैं अपनी सोसाइटी में कि दिल्ली में अगर कोई घटना होती है और जो विक्टिम है वो अगर ठीक-ठाक अगर उसका ठीक है तो उस जो आउटरेज होता है की तुलना confirmed यह जो घटना बिहार में विीजहां तनी सारी बच्चियों के साथ में बलातकार कन्फर्म हुआ वहां पर जो आउटरेज है उसमें इतना डिफेंस जहां जो क्लयर देखने को पि मिलता है तो उसके पीछे ऑ्यसली क्लास काम करती है और मुजफर की घटना इसलिए बहद दुखद है क्योंकि यह एक एक्सस्टेंशन देश के हर हिस्से में इन शेल्टर होम्स का इतना ही अच्छे से ऑडिट हो कोई बिल्कुल इंडिपेंडेंट एजेंसी जैसे टेस्ट नहीं यहां पे किया अगर बाकी जगह भी करें तो इससे बहुत ज्यादा दुखद चीजें सामने आएंगी और ये पूरी श्योरिटी के साथ कहा जा सकता है मैंने 2015 में उत्तराखंड से रिपोर्ट किया था और वहां पे भी ऐसा नहीं है कि 2015 में पहली बार वहां का जो नारी निकेतन है जहां पे अधिकतर महिलाएं वही रहती हैं जिनको उनके परिवार वालों ने छोड़ दिया है या उनका कोई है ही नहीं या उनकी आइडेंटिटी किसी को पता नहीं है या उनमें से बहुत सारी फिजिकली चैलेंज्ड हैं तो और वो स्टेप नहीं लिया गया अल्टीमेटली एक डेली न्यूज़पेपर ने इस मामले को उठा लिया और उन्होंने कंटीन्यूअसली उस पर रिपोर्टिंग करी तो उससे थोड़ा सा गवर्नमेंट पे प्रेशर बना जब मामले की जांच हुई तो जैसा रोहन ने अभी बिहार के एग्जांपल के बारे में बताया कि वहां एक बच्ची को मार के दफना दिया गया exactly एग्जैक्टली सेम mentally challenged, physically challenged ایک lady تھی وہ pregnant ہوئی اس abortion کروایا گیا اور اس کا جو فیٹس تھا وہ پاس کے ہی جنگل میں دفنا دیا گیا بعد میں investigation ہوئی تو فیٹس بھی پولیس نے برامت کیا اس کے بعد یہ معاملہ بہت بڑا ہوا اور تب وہاں پہ بھی confirm और पिछले काफी समय से लगातार ऐसा हो रहा था और आउट्रेज का सवाल फिर वही आता है कि वहाँ पे भी मतलब भी उस समय जब ये मामला उठा तो continuously report तो किया गया news channels ने national tv में भी उसको थोड़ा बहुत स्पेस मिला लेकिन वैसी outrage कि लोग सड़कों पे उतर आएं candle march निकालने लगे या protest होने लगे या जल्दी justice की मांग होने लगे ऐसा कुछ भी हम इस तरह के class differentiation here
1: and uh, I mean just not about class if you see what happened in Himachal Pradesh if I'm not wrong right before the election huh. right there was this uh, gang rape which was mm. confirmed and uh, then the public outrage uh, was at its peak mm. and it also had to do with the fact that there were elections in the state and the political opposition uh, parties in the opposition uh ensured that the anger does not you know uh, subsides or uh, people do not forget that incident so do you think that they i mean i would also like arun to participate in it do you think that it's also to do with the opposition parties how they put pressure on the government and ensure that uh, you know the government is answerable to such incidents and they act on such reports
3: uh, I think that burden shouldn't be on the opposition, yeah. uh, even though they do have a great uh, amount of say in what gets amplified into, you know, the front page discourse. Uh, but as a, as an opposition, again, uh, uh, sti- is it, is yeah, it at the state level, of the society, is it?
1: I'm asking, or is
3: it a failure of the society itself? I mean, the opposition is just like, you know, the people in power is that they were elected by society, right? Hmm. So, I mean, as representatives, I think, yeah, they should be taking up the voices. Although, I don't don't know how far that, you know, they should take the burden of, you know, saying, we are going to take the sole charge of holding the government accountable. Uh, I think the government should have been uh, responsive in the first place and, uh, you know, pointing out that failure. Yeah. Great, great work for the opposition to do, but most of that burden needs to be taken up at the levels of the bureaucracy where these things actually happen. Like for, uh, as, as Rohan mentioned, like uh, these guys delayed their actual action and audit for months before they did anything, even though a lot of this information was already with them. right? Mm, Right. So at this point, it, Uh, becomes half about political will and also half about, uh, you know, bureaucratic red tape in the sense that, you know, it's just the speed at which the, you know, administrative gears move is not sufficient to tackle these problems. Let alone the इसमें एक और
4: बात की अभी एक खबर आए की बकरी के साथ रेप हुआ और गैंगरेप हुआ, हुआ और बकरी की मौत हो गई तो आप सोशियल मीडिया का जो ट्रेन देखेंगे उसेस्ट गहा उसमें, हाँ, उसमें खास तरीके का वह दिखता है पोलराइजेशन दिखता है उसमें दोनों तरफ के लोग हैं मतलब जो जस्टिसफ वड चला रहे वह भी और जो इस तरफ के लोग है जो यह दावा कर रहेेंगे उन्ने आए चाहते हैं उनके ठीक कि हमारे देश में अब इसको नहीं देखा जाता इसको देखा जाता है अगर आपको गोट पे बात करनी है आपकी संवेदनाएं हैं तो क्यों ना हम विस्टिलिटी पे भी डिबेट कर लें है ना 377 पे हम डिबेट कर ही रहे हैं तो बिस्टिलिटी पे भी डिबेट कर लेते लेकिन हम उस तरफ नहीं जाते हैं। हम एक दूसरे को हैं ढेला है। कोई कोई अभी जो बिहार के कनॉट प्लेस में महरौली फार्म में एक ही दिन में तीन स्थानों पर नव वर्ष की पार्टियों में लड़कियों पर फपतियां कसने और उनसे छेड़छाड़ करने के चलते अज्ञात लोगों ने लालू प्रसाद के दोनों बेटों पर हमला कर दिया था यह कीचड़ फेंकने का काम चल रहा है मतलब कोई रिस्पांसिबिलिटी लेने को तैयार नहीं है
1: जस्टिस में I don't think that they're actually asking for justice haan, for gold. rather milkul, uh, These are the people who are ridiculing the fact hmm. Mazaak udara hain, crime ka hi uda rahe hmm. hain, ki aur pura focus is baat pe hai ki accused korn hai right. hmm. Toh ye problematic hai Ek or uh, from the reporter's hmm. perspective you know, uh, We know for a matter of fact that uh, the Muzaffarpur incident was running on television screens for almost uh, two, three days when that mm. entire uh, digging mm. incident was happening. And it was also being said that TIS has done this report. Mm. But only after news you did this story for News Laundry Hindi uh, that Indian Express mm. realized and it mm. also published one report and then the Congress Party also released mm. the report to different sources. So uh, how and why, I mean, I, I would... Uh, I would want Rohin and Rawalba, you to respond to it. Like, as a reporter, how could someone sitting in Bihar itself... Miss this opportunity, you know, to contact the agency which did the report or uh, the the organisation which has uh, written the entire report to reach out to them and find out what are the other findings of of the report itself. I
4: uh, मुझे लगता है कि बिहार की मीडिया को ये बहुत because कर लेना चाहिए था क्योंकि बिहार में ऐसे भी खाल हो जिनका direct contact है. अगर वे चाहते तो कर लेते. लेकिन यहीं बात है कि जो बिहार का पैटर्न उनका सरकार से रेवेन्यू नीतीश कुमार के बारे में
1: लोकल डू यू थिंक दैट एवरी टाइम इट्स अबाउट द ओनरशिप पैटर्न आई मीन रिपोर्टर्स कुड हैव रिपोर्टेड इट राइट ये
4: एक कारण मैं इसलिए बोल रहा हूं क्योंकि जो बिहार के रिपोर्टर्स हैं और जो अलग-अलग ख़बारों में काम करते हैं अगर कुमार के बारे में कोई खबर इस यह अजीब भी है कि न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री को जो चीज मिल जा रही है दिल्ली में बैठे और इतने दिन के बाद वो उनको नहीं मिल पा रही है दूसरा यह कि जो आउटरेज का भी सवाल इससे जुड़ा हुआ है और आउटरेज दिल्ली में हुआ है पटना में अभी भी आउटरेज नहीं हुआ है ठीक है दिल्ली में हुआ है बिहार भवन पे वहां पप्पू यादव की जन पार्टी के लोग आए कुछ वही सिविल सोसाइटी के लोग जो जिनको आप नॉट इन माय नेम के उसमें देखते हैं और वहां तीन अलग-अलग एक अस्मिता थिएटर ग्रुप है एक सिविल सोसाइटी के 25 लोग लो है, हैं 30 लोग हैं उसमें भी कन्हैया कुमार ठीक है तो मतलब इससे मुझे लगता है कि मामला डाइल्यूट हो जाता है मुझे लगता है दो कारण
2: शायद इसके हैं कि बिहार में ये रिपोर्ट पहले नहीं आई एक तो यह हो सकता है कि उनको रिपोर्ट मिली ना हो लेकिन इसके चांसेस मुझे बहुत कम, लगते, कम लगते हैं क्योंकि मुझे लगता है कि रिपोर्ट तो उनके पास रही होगी नहीं उसके दो कारण हो इसकी गंभीरता को शायद यह भी संभव है कि उनमें से बहुत सारे लोग इसकी गंभीरता को नहीं समझे होंगे इसलिए क्योंकि ये सिर्फ टेस्क की रिपोर्ट थी जिस टेस्क की रिपोर्ट के आधार पे सरकार ने जांच के आदेश किए थे और उनमें से कुछ ही पर्टिकुलर संस्थाओं के लिए जांच के आदेश हुए थे सभी
4: के लिए नहीं
2: एक के टिस्क की इंडिपेंडेंट रिपोर्ट की गंभीरता को ना समझ पाए हो दूसरा और जो ज्यादा बड़ा कारण मुझे लगता है जिसके बारे में रोहन ने भी जिक्र किया कि लोकल जितना लोकलाइज्ड आप देखेंगे कि मीडिया होता है वो उतना ज्यादा बंधा हुआ होता है क्योंकि वो ग्राउंड पे लगातार इसके लिए काम करता ग्राउंड पे बहुत सारे रिपोर्टर्स और जनरली हम लोगों के साथ ये होता है कि हम दिल्ली से कभी कोई रिपोर्ट करने के लिए जाते हैं तो बिना लोकल रिपोर्टर्स के बहुत मुश्किल हो जाता है रिपोर्ट करना तो वो लोग और उस समय ये डिफरेंस पता लगता है कि जब लोकल रिपोर्टर्स हमारे साथ काम करते हैं मतलब दिल्ली से आए हुए किसी पत्रकार के साथ तो आप उनके रिसोर्सेज देख जितनी जल्दी वो चीजें आपके लिए लाइन कर देते हैं वो चीजें देख के आपको हैरानी होती है कि मतलब ये अगर हमारे लिए कर सकते हैं तो इन्होंने खुद अपने लिए क्यों नहीं कर लिया है ना तो वो वो उसका कारण शायद ये है कि उनको उनका संस्थान कभी वो सपोर्ट नहीं देता कि वो इंडिपेंडेंटली उस उनके जो मीडिया मैनेजमेंट होगा वो बहुत स्ट्रॉंग होगा और सिर्फ उन्हीं का नहीं बाकी के जो एनजीओस वहां पे काम कर रहे हैं उनकी भी उनका भी मीडिया मैनेजमेंट बहुत तगड़ा होगा क्योंकि ये कोई भी ऐसा एनजीओ नहीं था जिसके नाम सुने ना हो मतलब कम से कम बिहार में तो ये सारे ऐसे नीचे चलने लगा है मेनली सभी स्टेट्स में आपको मिलेगा और छोटे स्टेट्स में और हिंदी बेल्ट में तो बहुत ज्यादा मिलेगा कि वहां पे रिपोर्टर्स धीरे-धीरे खत्म हो रहे हैं उनकी जगह स्टिंगर्स आ रहे हैं और जो स्टिंगर्स हैं उनको ये रिस्पांसिबिलिटी दे दी जाती है कि महीने के आप इतने
4: एड्स लेके जो आरोपी पकड़े गए हैं वो एक खास कास्ट से हैं और इस इस पूरे केस की जिस तरीके की रिपोर्टिंग हुई है उसको आप इस तरीके से देखिए कि अभी आनंद सुपर का मामला बिहार में बहुत गरमाया हुआ है क्योंकि आनंद की सितंबर में मुठभेारी है उसमें कर रहे हैं तो आईआईटी क्वालीफाई करते हैं जबकि कभी भी वहां ट्रांसपेरेंसी नहीं रही है इस बात को मीडिया ने पहले कभी नहीं उठाया। अब जब अभयानंद ने इस बात को उठाया है, उसके बाद दो-तीन अखबार हैं जो तरीके से कायजे से आनंद कुमार के पीछे पड़ गए हैं। कल तजस्वी भी गए थे आनंद से मिलने। तो वो जो कास्ट स्ट्रक्चर और जिस तरीके से वो काम कर रहा है, अब कोई ये सवाल वहाँ पे एक जो है एक jati जाति से आते हैं इसलिए media है वह target कर रहा है।
1: let's move forward and quickly talk about uh, news which didn't make news or which should have and uh, something which shouldn't have and it was uh, on the prime time or covered the larger space in the newspapers so Rohin, do you have something to uh, add on that or uh nahin.
3: अरुण, uh, I'll cheat a little and say the Shri Krishna report should have gotten prime time coverage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so, <okay. laughs>
2: मतलब वो, वो एक बड़ा मुद्दा है hmm. और जहां से हमारा आज का podcast शुरू हुआ था जो सबसे पहला सम, सवाल अमित ने किया था कि कितने लोग उसकी गंभीरता को समझते hmm. हैं शायद अगर hmm. उसको prime time में जगह दी जाती तो कम yeah. से कम ये एक बहुत बड़ा जाता कि ये गंभीरता से लिए जाने
1: लायक
2: एक बहुत बड़ा इशू रहा और वो ठीक से कवर भी हुआ लेकिन आ, मुझे थोड़ा सा क्वेश्चनिंग है कि जिस तरीके से उसको कवर किया गया और स्पेशली हिंदी बेल्ट में आ, एक तो नॉर्थ की जितनी भी खबरें आती हैं उन लोगों को हिंदी बेल्ट में कभी उतना स्पेस नहीं मिल पाता और ये स्वीकार मतलब ये एक एक्सेप्टेबल फैक्ट है अभी पिछले हफ्ते नॉर्थ में असम में जो बाढ़ आई उसमें हुँ। लाखों लोग उससे प्रभावित हुए हजारों लोगों को राहत शिविरों में शिफ्ट होना पड़ा और लगभग 40 से ज्यादा लोगों की वहां मौत हो गई लेकिन हमारे नेशनल मीडिया में दिल्ली और मुंबई की सड़कों पे जो बारिश का पानी भर गया था तो उनके लिए गाड़ी के लिए टायर डूब जाना दिल्ली में असम में लोगों के घर डूब जाने पूरे हफ्ते कोई और नहीं होती उतना स्पेस शायद इसको नहीं मिला और जितना स्पेस मिला भी वो आ, बहुत उसकी टोन बिल्कुल अलग थी वो टोन जो कल अमित शाह की नजर आई राज्यसभा में मतलब एक तरफ तो आपके होम मिनिस्टर आसम के चीफ मिनिस्टर ये बयान देते हैं कि जो 40 लाख लोग अभी एनआरसी में शामिल नहीं हुए हैं उनको घबराने की जरूरत नहीं है ये नहीं कहा जा सकता कि ये लीगल इमिग्रेंट्स हैं पॉलिसी डॉक्यूमेंट्स की वजह से उनका जो लीगेसी डाटा है उसकी वजह उसमें थोड़ी बहुत गड़बड़ी की वजह हो सकता है किया गया और दिया जाएगा उनका मौका दिया जाएगा और दूसरी तरफ में खड़े कह देते हैं कि 40 लाख अवैध घुसपैठिए है जो हैं इनको बचाने वाले कौन लोग हैं अच्छा right. और ये
4: कितना कॉन्फ्लिक्टिंग है कि वहां के जो चीफ मिनिस्टर हैं वो बार-बार बोल रहे हैं कि शांति बनाए रखिए ये लोग नहीं हम यूनियन
1: यूनियन और है हम लोग कंसीडर
4: करेंगे यूनियन मिनिस्टर राजनाथ सिंह you know, कि
2: इस पूरे डिबेट से जुड़ी एक और पहलू है जो मुझे लगता है कि जिस पे बात होनी चाहिए थी और मेनस्ट्रीम मीडिया में कहीं बात नहीं हो रही है वो है सिटिजनशिप अमेंडमेंट एक्ट जो मोदी सरकार ने 2016 में इंट्रोड्यूस किया वो इस पूरे इशू का सबसे क्रूशियल पार्ट है देखिए ग्राउंड पे सिचुएशंस
1: Fact, uh, sorry to interrupt in uh, fact the entire basis of nrc is, is not only related to ethnicity but also it has a very clear communal angle we know what happened in the hmm. uh, nali riots hmm. haan, right फिर
2: भी phir bhi dekhi, difference tha nrc ko aap policy level 1971 से पहले जो लोग आ गए हैं उनको यहाँ का सिटिजन मान लिया जाएगा तो उसमें सभी तरह के लोग थे उसमें हिंदू भी थे मुस्लिम भी थे और बांग्लादेश से जो लोग उस समय आए थे या उसके बाद आए उसमें भी दोनों तरह के लोग शामिल रहे हैं कम्युनल एंगल इसमें 2014 के बाद बढ़ा है 2014 में मोदी शरणार्थी हैं और दूसरे घुसपैठिए हैं तो क्लियर था कि वो right. किसे शरणार्थी बोल रहे हैं और किसे घुसपैठिया बोल रहे हैं बल्कि उन्होंने और स्पेसिफिक करके ये भी कहा था कि हम हिंदू शरणार्थियों को यहां शामिल करेंगे यहां जगह देंगे और दुनिया का कोई भी हिंदू अगर कहीं अपने देश में इन ही का एक्सटेंशन था Citizenship Amendment Act जो 2016 में इंट्रोड्यूस हुआ. Citizenship Amendment एक्ट में सबसे ज़्यादा परेशान करने वाली बात यह है कि वो policy के level पे communal है. वो act यह कहता है कि Bangladesh, Afghanistan और Pakistan इन तीन पडोसी देशों से भारत में आने वाले हिंदू, बौध, जैन, इन सभी लोगों को illegal immigrant नहीं माना जाए� वो सिर्फ मतलब इनडायरेक्टली वो ये कहता है कि मुसलमानों के अलावा किसी non को Muslims. भी yeah. लीगल हां किसी को भी इलीगल इमिग्रेंट नहीं माना जाएगा और साथ ही वो जो नेचुरलाइजेशन का प्रोसेस है इंडियन सिटीजनशिप लेने के लिए वो ये कहता है कि अगर 11 साल कंटीन्यूअसली कोई आदमी कोई विदेशी भारत में रहा है तो वो नेचुरलाइजेशन के प्रोसेस से के लिए कर सकता है अब जो आया है, कहता है कि इन देशों से आने वाले मुस्लिम्स 6 hmm. साल बाद यहां की के, के लिए कर देंगे इसका इम्प्लीकेशन सिर्फ हमारे सेक्युलर स्ट्रक्चर को ही क्वेश्चन नहीं करता असम के लिए ये प्रैक्टिकल प्रॉब्लम्स पैदा कर देगा right. वहाँ पे लोगों के मन में ये बहुत ज़्यादा बाकी जो बाहर से आए लोग हैं उनके प्रति वो एक आक्रोश है जो और उन लोगों का ये कहना है कि असम ऑलरेडी एक बार उन लोगो तो ये दोनों तरह है कि मतलब dissatisfaction डि- दोनों तरफ है एक तरफ right. ये 40 लाख लोग हैं जिनको अभी फिलहाल जिनका भविष्य क्या होगा मतलब देखिए इनको वापस तो शायद कभी नहीं भेजा जा सकता practically because there
1: is no no agreement with Bangladesh and we can't keep them 40 lakh people in detention camp exactly
2: कि उनको आप कुछ भी नहीं कर सकते और वापस भी उनको नहीं भेज सकते आप क्योंकि बांग्लादेश कभी पॉलिटिकल मोटिव इतना ही है कि उन्होंने इन लोगों को सेलेक्ट करके और ये मैसेज दे दिया कि हम लोग और दूसरी तरफ एमिंडमेंट एक लाके ये मैसेज दे दिया कि हम हिंदू हिंदू लोगों को तो शामिल करना चाहते हैं और बाकियों को हम लोग बाहर कर देंगे तो इसके पॉलिटिकल मॉर मोटिव्स जो मोदी गवर्� Right Solve ho jayenge uh,
1: So reporting ke perspective say that de- These has been the uh, problems I mean uh, with NRC reporting you are saying And uh, that they are not talking about The citizenship amendment bill I have two reports uh, to speak about And these are the reports which did not get Much of coverage in the national media And I'll quickly uh, brief about it One is uh, from a locality called Chhara in Ahmedabad hmm, hmm. on the night of 26th, uh, Thursday. So police, uh, I mean, two or three hours before uh, midnight, police officer, the PI in the area had uh, uh, altercation with uh, the locals there and giving a brief about Charanagar itself it's a locality uh, denotified uh, tribes uh, where are. the denotified tribes live and it's also we are not covering uh, up that part that it's also known as the notorious locality of Ahmedabad mm. where, and uh, uh, fact that uh, it, it's known as a domestic liquor uh, mm. hub of mm. Ahmedabad so that problem is there but you also have normal city I mean the criminals are also normal citizens I would say, there are allegations against them, but uh, they are very much people who are journalists who are photographers, who are artists living in Charanagar locality, so after this altercation with the PI, local PI uh, the police in large numbers entered the entire uh, locality and they raided each house, the women men, children were beaten up and I've personally seen uh, those people, like a few having bandage, then there were marks of the uh, police lattes and all and uh, then the residents of Charanagar went to the court and filed a counter FIR against the police so I thought this was a big news because uh, uh, near about 20,000 people live in this uh, locality and uh, the way the police raided and uh, beat up the locals it amounts to something you know I think even the international media could could have picked up if they would have got the information at the right time how come the national media or the TV channels per se missed this report? I don't know. Number one. Number two uh, is again because I follow uh, the Aam Aadmi Party beat, I was quite amazed and surprised. So if you remember, I, I think most of the people here on the panel would remember Mr. Kapil Mishra, the former mm. Uh, mm. Water <laughs> Minister of Delhi, you know, waving uh, those checks in the uh, mm-hmm. press conference. Mm. And I, as a reporter, I was on leave those days. I, as a reporter, was wondering that how come none of the reporters covering that peat. I mean, I am sure the reporters did ask him those questions. But it was given, uh, you know, without a break coverage. There was no break, advertisement break. When uh, that press conference was called by Kapil Misha, he showed those checks. And the moment the reporters would have asked him question, he fell unconscious. <laughs> then he was taken out. And each channel, irrespective of uh, whatever were the uh, political inclinations, each channel had uh, questioned Arvind Kejriwal for days. And it was sort of a certificate with a question mark that Kejriwal is corrupt, it's a statement, mm-hmm. and you end that statement with a question mark. So that happened for days. Now uh, the Loka Yukta in Delhi has given a clean chat to Arvind Kejriwal in the allegations made by Kapil Mishra. And why? Because Mr. Mishra did not furnish evidence uh the uh complaint in loka yukta was based on the complaint in the uh, with the cbi uh, mr Mishra did not submit any uh, evidences with the cbi saying that you know uh my a friend of mine has those uh, evidences and i'll submit it later and interestingly uh, what were the evidences the check i mean who on earth will believe that that check is an evidence if the check was uh, the it if it was about the illegal money and it was uh, taken by the party and if they had submitted in the bank how mr mishra had that check number one question if they had not submitted in the it in the bank and it is mr mishra who is holding uh, that check how is it making a difference because party ke paas nahi hai wo paisa right so number one number two was uh, his bizarre claims on Kejriwal in which he was the only eyewitness and there was no evidence at all so all these things were questionable at that point of time as well now that the lokayukta has given a clear uh, clean chit to chief minister i mean it should have given uh, the tv or the newspaper should have given it equal prominence uh, because it at times ruins the careers and uh, you know the uh, public perception of parties and leaders uh, there could be a counter argument that the entire politics or the culture of politics that uh, Mr. Kejduwal has uh, created when in his activism days were hmm. But at least back then he had some files, some hmm. documents. Hmm. Uh, even in DDCA case uh, where he uh, leveled charges against uh, Union minister Arungetli, these claims were based on the claims made by Kirti Azad mm-hmm. he had some documents to show now the uh, he could not prove it it's fine he you know said sorry but hmm. at least he had those documents eyewitness <laughs> account so I thought that it should have got equal uh, coverage. Hmm. Uh, So, uh, let's move forward uh, to the recommendations. Uh, Arun, uh, what's your recommendation for the week? Uh,
3: I recommend uh, this show on Netflix called A Very Secret Service. It's a French satire uh, about a bunch of secret agents from... Francis Colonial Lara, back when they still had Algiers and a bunch of African colonies it's a very good satire the second season just came out so you can nicely binge both seasons now. Okay. Rohin uh,
4: Madhuka Karanthapar with the interview that's very fun 45 मतलब देखते चले जाएंगे और पहली बार ऐसा लगेगा कि मतलब मुझे उस इंटरव्यू में उसके पहले वाले इंटरव्यू बहुत बढ़िया था लेकिन इस वाले में ऐसा लग रहा है कि करण थापर छोड़ के जाना चाहते हैं वो छोड़ नहीं पा रहे उनको लग रहा है कि फिर मेरा मोदी मोमेंट हो जाएगा actually
2: I <laughs> would recommend करने वाला <laughs> interview चाहिए Karan के साथ करन बहुत uncomfortable <laughs> है <laughs> <करन को laughs> uncomfortable interesting और already तो मैं ये भी कि जो पहला interview है करन के साथ भी <laughs> <देखे> <laughs> okay. uh,
1: I have this very simple and uh, small report on Nagar itself uh, done by Quint uh, so I would recommend that uh, Thanks for joining us in this podcast episode 30 of Reporters Without Orders. And dear listeners, if you have yet not registered for Media Rumble and you live in Delhi or the nearby cities, you're definitely going to miss something uh, big and a very amazing experience based on my experience of last year.
0: (laughs) The Media Rumble is back. In the second edition, we bring together news professionals, policymakers, investors, tech innovators from all over the world. It's where we discuss the future of news. It's where we talk about all facets of the news ecosystem. This year, we're set to make the Media Rumble Asia's premier media forum. There'll be professionals from some of the world's leading news organizations. Masterclasses on data journalism, on animation, illustration, storytelling. A convoy of 14 international speakers, filmmakers, satirists, all under one roof come Rumble at the Media Rumble August 3rd and August 4th 2018 at India Habitat Centre New Delhi. is free for our News Laundry subscribers and Mufat Khors, register now Seats are filling up fast so log on to www.themediarumble.com See you there!
1: So uh, go on to Media Rumble website, register for the Media Rumble, It's on 3rd and 4th of August. And uh, keep supporting us so that we can uh, do ground reports so that uh, one of us like Rohin, Rahul Bhai, me or Cherry are not sitting in the uh, recording studio every week. We go on to ground report and give you some... Try to give you some uh, fair and independent reports. Thanks for listening to Reporters Without Orders. Stay tuned.
0: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news,
3: pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook,
0: Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.